Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simon and Ross podcast. Joined as always by my esteemed friend and colleague Simon Parker. Hello, from across the Pennines. <laughs> you those fucking Pennines. <laughs> we've got a little bit of a treat for you today because we... Uh, this year isn't the first time we've done podcasts, is it Simon? No, it's not. All the years. Yeah, we started doing... Uh, we did a couple of podcasts back in 2016 as a bit of a test run. And we always said that we were going to commit to doing one monthly. And it turned and it, into... It took, it took a global pandemic to make us do it. <laughs> one positive. <laughs> so what you're going to hear is uh, is an episode around our favourite movies that we did back in 2016. Small disclaimer, any and all opinions expressed back then might not necessarily stand up or be valid now. <laughs> For example, Simon was actually Samantha back in 2016. <laughs> And you, were Ross, you, you were still Ross, but you wore dresses then, so which is fine now, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you. I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hello. My name's Simon. My name's Ross. I'll just have another Chris. I- <laughs> Say this is a pilot episode that we're, we're trail, trailing today. I'd say it's a demo run. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on whether, how well this turns out, one of us may die. We still haven't decided a name, have we yet? No, we need to settle on something much better than Skirm and Parker. <laughs> or Parker and Skirm. Skirm and Parker. Parker. I still think Parker and Skirm does sound better than Skirm and Parker. It doesn't right. flow as naturally. Well, Parker and Skirm sounds better. Yeah, then Skirm and Parker. Does sound like a disease. Parker and Skirm sounds better. Parker and Skirm. We'll see. I, I thought of just calling it listology, because okay. we're just doing lists based right, on that. That restricts us to just lists. Just lists. Like, yeah, you've gone off topic, that is strictly not <laughs> a list. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Skirm, not to be confused with herpes and gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> You've got, you've got Parker and Skirm. <laughs> Let's just call it Herbies and Gallery. That's fine. Everyone know it's us. Do you like to talk about yourself first, Ross? Okay. Ross Skirm. Ross um, I'm Ross, um, a trusted colleague and friend of the Parker <laughs> and the Herpes. Um, Not the Gallery, though. That's, that was cleared up. Oh, that's Christmas. <laughs> we are going to talk about our top five. <laughs> <laughs> Such a natural. <laughs> you see how my words can just flow, my sentences flow into the next one, almost he- non-hesitantly. <laughs> it's like having Stephen Hawking's computer sat opposite me then. Look how Ross the river stern, because I don't flow. We decided to do this, like I say, as a trial. The idea is, generally, that we'll have a top five or a top whatever list every time we do it. There is reserves and there is room for movement and things like that, but today we decided on movies, didn't we? Yes. Movies. We're both big movie fans. Mm. I, I noticed I've You've got, got my an notes. Extensive list of notes. <laughs> You've got the screenplays for all five. <laughs> I've, just got the I've drawn pictures. some pictures at the end as well <laughs> but yeah uh, so we've both come up with a top five list of our favourite films we're going to try and interject them with bits of music from those said films stop looking at my list sorry alright I know yours anyway so it's no surprise anymore so, yeah but you, did, but you didn't know what was going to be on there though did you no it, it was a surprise would you like to start or shall I start you start 
Okay, you start. Right. You've got more extensive notes than me. Okay, well, I'll play the song. I'll play one of the songs from the film, so hopefully you can guess what the song is. Have I got to guess what the film is? Though? You're looking at my list, though. Well, I know what you're going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> you're going to have to give me some clues. It was featured in a film. Really? Yeah. Right, now we're on to something. Yeah, yeah. It's not the main theme tune of a by any stretch. That was my primary concern. Yeah, it features in fairly prominent bit. Shall I just tell you what the film is? No. Oh. No, I need to get it. Right, okay. Right. You can name someone who was acting in it. Amanda Plummer. <laughs> she the one that worked on the pipes. <laughs> uh, no, I don't even know. What was she in? Uh, well, she was also in So A Man In Axe Murderer, and she's the daughter of Christopher Plummer, who was in The uh, Sound of Music. She's not a main part. No. She's, she's the part first person that you see in the film, but she's not a main so part. in the film. You've seen it. Several times. Uh, yeah. Was it released in the 80s? In the 80s. No. It was released in the 90s. You're going to have to give me somebody recognisable in it, because I can't even picture Amanda Plummer. Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Harvey Keitel. <laughs> he scoffs into the mic. <laughs> See, now the only Keitel movies I can think of are Scorsese movies. No. Well, no. Yes, but no. <laughs> These are elusive clues. <laughs> <laughs> the worst clues ever. It's not a Scorsese film. No, it would never work with Amanda Plummer. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I don't want you to give it to me. Uh, it is probably regarded as one of the best soundtracks to a film. <laughs> it's embarrassing. This is dead air, Ross. Dead <laughs> air. I know you've not been working in... Pro- <laughs> 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 filling time, filling, time, filling time. Go on, give me the film. All right, I'll, I'll give you some more clues. So you've got a clue page. I'll <laughs> 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 turn to my clue page. Clawing it from your desk. It had a budget of eight and a half million. Okay. And it, box office took 213 million. Right. So it's not Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> not it, was, it was released May the 12th, 1994. I was seven. <laughs> Still pissing my pants. <laughs> the One of the main characters in it was originally going to be played by Michael Madsen, who decided to film White Earp with okay. Kevin Costner instead. Okay. The studio wanted Daniel Day-Lewis to, pay, to play it. It didn't happen. Also, uh, they wanted Gary Oldman to play one of the massive ca- uh, main characters as well. i tell you what, I think the best and most fun way you can do this yeah. is by slowly revealing parts of the plot. Like Hangman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Plot, <laughs> plot, narrative. It, it, isn't, it doesn't play it out. It is not Die Hard. <laughs> It isn't Die Hard 4, (laughs) the fourth in the instalment. When you watch the film, it doesn't play out in real time. It jumps about an awful lot. Okay. So we're talking non-linear narrative. Non-linear narrative. And it's not Pulp Fiction. It is Pulp Fiction. It's Pulp Fiction. It is Pulp Fiction. (laughs) All you have to do is say that. Of course it's Pulp Fiction. So yeah, strung you along right from the start. Of the so, yeah. <laughs> so that was a uh, Dusty Springfield, son of a preacher man from Pulp Fiction. Some facts: John Travolta, who played uh, Vincent Vega. Mm-hmm. Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega. 
Miller. In the film, he's the brother of the guy that's in Reservoir Dogs that Michael Madsen plays. He's called something Vaguer as well. Really? Within the Quentin Tarantino universe. That's and cool. at some point, they were going to make a film of the Vega brothers, and it was going to be Michael Madsen. But it's never happened up to now. So That's not going to happen. Now. He's moved on a bit now, hasn't he? John Travolta, Madsen especially. John, Tra- um, John Travolta took a hit on pay to be in the film. He only got paid £100,000. Well... Pulp Fiction was the first, wasn't that the first film he did after Saturday Night Fever? No, I think you'll find there was Lucky's Talking, Lucky's Talking Two, and Lucky's Talking Now. Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> I used to love those movies. <laughs> um, Lucky's Talking was late eighties, Saturday Night Fever, and Grease were late seventies. I always look at Pulp Fiction like it was released way earlier than it no, was. No, no, ninety four, May the twelfth, nineteen ninety four. I think you'll find. The studio oh, wanted cool. Holly Hunter and Meg or Meg Ryan to play Mia Wallace. I can't believe that Tarantino was going for like Gary Oldman. But um, Gary Oldman was in True Romance oh, uh, as the drug dealer. So and he was quite popular around that sort of time. Who else did you say was uh, offered the part as well? Michael Madsen, yeah. who did play. Yeah, yeah, he was play, uh, was That's originally cool. it was that. originally written for him, which is why they just changed the name and made them brothers instead. Okay. Anyway, I can't read my writing. I can't <laughs> read it. Oh, the studio wanted Johnny Depp or Christian Slater to play Rico I think the, the character is oh the one that er, Tim Robbins played uh, Tim, Tim, Tim Roth. Roth plays yeah okay it's barely in it it's start, yeah. Start, yeah but it's quite a bit at the end but the, yeah Christine Slater or Johnny Depp originally Tim uh, I've said that oh no uh, originally Jules and Vin- Vincent mm. were going to be Gary Oldman and Tim Roth they were going to be two English people uh, it, which mm. would have been nah, uh, I think he made the right choice in yeah, not doing that yeah. and Originally, you know the drug dealer that Eric Stoltz plays that ends up putting the um, thingy through a heart. <laughs> I'm just trying to realise how long it's been since I've seen. Um, you know, you know when Mia um, overdoses and yeah. go around to the drug dealer's oh, house. And yeah. uh, oh yeah. Originally, like? that role was offered to Kurt Cobain. What? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, things happen. What year did Kurt Cobain die? Uh, I think it was around that sort of time. Yeah. Was it ninety three, ninety four? Yeah. He turned it down anyway. And what's the mad lady that he was with? Courtney Love. Courtney, she was going to play his wife in that, if it all panned out. You know they've got. You know what their child's called? No. I'll give you a clue. Heinz. Heinz Cobain. No. Heinz Love. Heinz. <laughs> Bean. Called, Bean. It's called Heinz Bean. No, it's called Bean. That's what the kid's called. Bean, Bean Cobain. Bean Cobain. Yeah. Or, or Bean Love. <laughs> <laughs> love Beans. Love Beans. <laughs> I could be talking shit, but you, <laughs> <laughs> you, might to, you might need to Google that if you're listening in. Born in and correct me. Uh, t- to make it interesting, I need to talk about why I like it. First time, I'd, I'd not I'd not seen Reservoir Dogs at the point I saw f- uh, Pulp Fiction, and I had not even heard of Pulp Fiction coming out. I was going to, at the time, I was doing A level maths, and it was the last <laughs> it was the last revision lesson before oh. the exam. And I'd been to the gym in Stockport, and I went up to the college. Got to the college, couldn't be asked. I came back down, and I thought, well, I've got two hours to kill. I'll go and watch Pulp Fiction. Um, I, so, no, you, so you've I, graduated I, from, <laughs> in that, in, just in those two sentences, it's like real cool hipster college. Cause it's like, yeah, I went to the gym before going back to college. 
as I as I as I used to do. Uh, I go to the gym, go to college, and then uh, I watch Pulp Fiction <laughs> on my own. I did on my own. I, I, it's obviously running time. It's three hours, something like that, isn't it? Yeah. So I was uh, I was a lot longer than I intended to be, and I was I was absolutely blown away. It was yeah. it was the first proper non-linear thing mm-hmm. that I'd ever seen, and I think I think it is great. Yeah. <laughs> when I bought the set, structure. went to work the next day, bought the soundtrack immediately, went back, watched Res- Reservoir Dogs. I've grown to like that a lot more because I think Pulp Fiction was better. Than Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I it is. So. I it is. So. My introduction to Pulp Fiction was a bit more embarrassing than the gym and college. <laughs> My first introduction <laughs> to Pulp Fiction was I went to a really cheap uh, CD shop in Barrow. A CD in shop. my hometown, Cumbria, Northwest Coast, on the French <laughs> Peninsula. Um, a CD shop or a CD shop? CD shop. Not a CD no. shop. <laughs> oh, right, CD. Right, CD shop. Speed sticking to the floor. And there was, uh, I was, I used to be obsessed with posters. And you know, you go in and you have these, they might have, they still have them in HMV, those big fucking. Racks where yeah, yeah. Like 50 posters, yeah, and it's like opening sliding doors. <laughs> it's, it's like the Athena frames that you flick through, like that. Yeah, only you've got to use two hands, and every other one is just a big hit side of Yeah, and then someone just walks past you as you're staring at these tits you don't intend to. Or it's just a huge cock. It was a very seedy shot. So I was flicking through and I saw this poster of um, this woman who I knew not as Uma Thurman right, at okay. the time, and I didn't, I didn't know it was a film. You thought, oh, I'd like to kiss her. <laughs> thought, oh, the, 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 the things just let me loose. I thought, and I, that Pulp Fiction, I thought, was some like really uh, sort of abstract modelling poster of this hot girl and it's because all the posters either side of it were as the tits and cocks <laughs> tits, and, tits and dicks which, I, which, which was what I was there for <laughs> the full fiction was just there I thought ooh and then there's a porno I haven't seen <laughs> pulp fiction did you read it as friction first <laughs> I read it as pulpy friction so I asked the guy if he had uh, one uh, poster of that that wasn't house-sized. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, go. And he started saying, have you seen the film? And I didn't even know it was a film. All right, okay. Um, I don't think I saw... I think it was my first Tarantino film I ever saw. Yeah. But I didn't even know about Quentin Tarantino. No. So, yeah, that was my first. And then I bought the DVD. And... Uh, there was no end near you... enough dicks. <laughs> or tits. <laughs> when he ripped him with Thurman's shirt off, you're thinking, yes. No, finally, the saxophone was about to come in. And we were going to be on. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's, that's Pulp Fiction number five. Tough scene to masturbate to. <laughs> uh, this, this tougher. <laughs> like the end of Rain of the Last Ark, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for the red jacket. <laughs> Step and move.
you keep that up for the next 20 minutes? I can try. <laughs> Simba, you deliberately disobeyed me. <laughs> um, so yeah, Steppenwolf and Bow Too Wild. From which film, Ross? That was from Easy Rider, my big number five. Where to start with Easy Rider. I found Easy Rider because I read a really, really good book. Um, so, number four. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an interesting story about a bridge. <laughs> By a guy called Peter Biskind, and it was called Easy Riders Raging Bulls, and it was about uh, the studio system in Hollywood. And basically... Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda were two of the uh, massive like rebels of Hollywood at right, the time okay. who were making uh, this movie that took ages and ages for them to make it because they were constantly fucked. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly the story gets spiced up a bit. They were completely fucked. Right, okay. Um, and Dennis Hopper was an absolute loose cannon and a maniac. And you had people like... He uh, never really stopped being that, though, did no, he? No, no. No, no, especially in speed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Waterworld. <laughs> I've never seen that. Really? No. Never seen Waterworld? No. How was that even possible? It was so, so badly panned by everyone universally. It's I one just of the biggest flops of all time. It is, yeah. Alongside uh, Cleopatra. Yeah, but that, that over time, that made money back, didn't it, yeah. eventually? Whereas Waterworld hasn't. Re- I think Waterworld did quite well on video, mm. but it didn't do well at the cinema no. at all. No. Nobody. Well, it's like the Egyptians, isn't it? All the money's in the museums, isn't it? <laughs> That's not where they earned it all. They didn't, get, they didn't get shit at the time. <laughs> Tens of thousands of years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've never seen it. No, I haven't seen Easy Rider either. Which I know is going to be one of have to watch that film. I know. Um, it's got a really iconic opening. Where um, Isn't Jack Nicholson in it? Yes. For little, yeah, 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 yeah. Jack Nicholson is fantastic in it. Right, film. okay. I love Jack I Nicholson. Love Jack Nicholson. I, do. I, I do love Jack Nicholson. <laughs> he, well, in the intro, it was one of the uh, Beatles uh, producers who was who made a cameo in the opening scene of Easy Rider. Right, okay. And it was Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper on the motorbikes. And uh, they're trying to score. They're picking up a lot of drugs because they're going on this big road trip. Right, okay. And... It's all about trying to find the American dream, and um, the Be- the Beatles producer, I can't remember his name, but he um, is basically feeding uh, rolls of money and drugs into the oil tanks of the cars, at their bikes. Right, okay. And then they basically take the watches off, look at the watches, throw them on the floor, and then boom, Steppenwolf comes in, and they burn off, and that's the start of the film. Why did they take the watches off? Because it's about... Uh, Time being oh, no not being anymore. right, okay. You know, time not being restricted by things. Time is a construct, and it's about breaking down all these barriers and <laughs> just being, just living free. It's very hippie, right. okay. Um, and the entire film is just them going from culture to culture and place to place. And along the way, they run into uh, Jack Nicholson. Right. They actually get arrested and thrown in a cell, and there's a drunken Jack Nicholson lying on a bed. Right, um, okay. And they start talking to him, and he's basically saying, he's the, it's 1960s America. Right. I think this was it, 64 it was released? I don't know, I didn't look into the history of your stuff, I thought uh, we'd do that. No, I should have. I, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you go have a hero, do your research, <laughs> as Bill Hicks said. <laughs> they are constantly chastised because they have long hair, leather jackets. Right, okay. And they're scrutinised for this whole live free thing. 
Because um, the microphone's down there, I've got to You can lift the microphone higher. That is an impressive like uh, uh, tan line. Oh, <laughs> Ross is wearing, wearing a, a wife beater. No, oh, what? Non sleeveless. <laughs> and he's drinking Stella. Sarah always talks this <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> and uh, you can see where, well. His biceps are. Uh, where. Mixed race Ross starts and <laughs> and white <laughs> Ross begins. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's from the Kazakh Tabaro. That was from wearing uh, a compressor. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's impressive, isn't it? You should have seen it a couple of weeks ago. Is it a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I just said, just a darker shade of my original skin tone, please. Uh, it's, it's somewhere between Cumbrian and Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere between Samuel Jackson and Bjork, please. Sort of, when they found you B40, they were like, We need you to be like Bob Marley, <laughs> but we also need you to remember you from Birmingham. <laughs> and then Red Red Wine was written. Which is actually a cover of someone else. I was they didn't say they it's a cover, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it a cover of. I, I want to say Neil Nickelback. Simon Nickelback, yeah. Neil Simon, Paul Simon. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Is that who it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it's it was. the child of. <laughs> Paul Simon and. And, uh, and Neil Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> So, we digress. <laughs> um, he is lying on a bed and he's hung over. He's been locked up in the cells and all the police there know him as the town drunk. And um, he's about to be released and he starts saying to him, like, what are you guys, what, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm really digging the whole long hair, dog hair, leather jacket thing. And they were just they were just saying, oh, you know, they told him that what they were doing, they were riding, find, trying to find the American dream and prove the falsehood of the American dream. Right, okay. Because... The idea is the American dream is to get rich and be successful, whereas Fonda and Hopper were trying to prove that it's not about kind of the opposite Western. Um, what's the word? Uh, capitalism and right. Uh, okay. They, yeah, they were just trying to be free, not have to work, and just sample other cultures. And Jack Nicholson absolutely buzzes off it, and he was like, "Oh man, I'd really like to be able to do that." And he's, he's just an absolute mess. And he's, but he is an up-and-coming entrepreneur in this town. Right, okay. So he's, like, quite a successful businessman. Even though he's the town drunk. drunk. Right, okay, right, right. Um, And uh, it's, like, basically every weekend. The only reason that he manages to get away with it is because he brings money into the town. Right, okay. So they throw him in the cells, let him sober up, pull him out, and his mates with all the guards. So he talks to them. So it's like Richard Branson being pulled in. (laughs) They'll they'll kind of let him off. (laughs) (laughs) I own an island! Do not know. <laughs> so you've got an economy class ticket. Get out of first pass. There's going to be no hot towels and scones for you, Branson. Get out. Get in economy hot, class. Hot towels and scones. <laughs> I believe it. I'm never signed first pass. I've never ever. I'm not paying the extra, but that's all you get. Hot towels and scones. I've never ever been in first class in my life. No. Like by mistake. I am. I look. I look through <laughs> the. Uh, you know, when you look through the train doors and it's like like a fish. And you can like feel that. the resentment against yeah, you. <laughs> Look at you, playing back with your hot towels on your heads. More scones than you know what to do with. 
All I've got. Which, excuse me, Stuart. Stuart, I'm a little uncomfortable with this pillow. Could you, could you just put, pop a few more scones inside it, please? <laughs> The ones no, with... I, I don't need butter. It leaks onto the pillow. The without the raisins. <laughs> can, can I go on a limb? Have you got any cheese scones? <laughs> the only thing I've got to look forward to is someone sort of coming along and saying, you're in my seat. <laughs> that is it, there's no scones. Got me further away from a scone. So, Jack Nicholson gets on a plane. and So, anyway. Um, so... <laughs> Nicholson joins them. Um, and they agree that if he talks to the guards to let them out, because the guards are all like really, it's deep, deep south mm. at this point, so the guards are really, really evangelical fascist sort of, just they don't uh, different in any way, and they just, yeah. they just, they're going to keep them locked up, and then Nicholson says to him, no, no, these guys are cool, you know, let us out so Nicholson actually goes on the journey with them Right, okay Yeah, It's one of his first films, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely tragic, what happened Spoiler? No Okay, it's not <laughs> There's no tragedy. Well, no. <laughs> I'm not watching it now. <laughs> I was hoping for some tragedy. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. That was the first episode of a bit of a rerun of uh, our top five movies podcast. Um, so a lot of things learned about uh, your discovery of Pulp Fiction there. Yeah, apparently so. Um, <laughs> you want to mention that some things still do stand. This, <laughs> this skewed notion of um, first class flights is still very much a, a real and present opinion. Hot towels and scones. That's fun. <laughs> Very vague recollection of having that opinion. <laughs> I, th- I think you, 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 I think you speak to the airline stewardess and tell her that you don't want one with raisins in. No, that's economy class. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> well, you, you get raisins in economy, but they take them out in first. Uh, no, you get the option in first. Oh, do you? In right, economy, okay. you get what you're given. Right. Okay. <laughs> in economy, you've got to bring your own butter. That's what I was going to say. You have to have them dry in economy. <laughs> Just, just a dry, claggy scone. Oh. Oh. I'm on the way to Lanzarote. <laughs> so, um, that's episode one. There should be another three episodes in this um, to listen to. Um, remember, they were recorded quite a while ago, so we, we've changed dramatically since then. <laughs> I feel like you're like, strongly excusing some of the things that we said. It makes me a little bit nervous. No, I, I just think... I. I I think ultimately we'll go on to this a little bit later, but I, I, I wonder if my top five would be different now. No, probably most definitely. Yeah, and I think it would. Um, but anyway, there you go. So follow us on Twitter at s and r underscore podcast dot com. And we'll see you uh, next time. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.